And we are recording on Tuesday. Recording in progress. April 11th, 2023 at 4 9 p.m. Eastern time with Miss Kathy Barnett. And uh, we just uh, figured out all of our technical difficulties. If it's not me, it's you. And if it's not you, it's me. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's um, never understand how to get Zoom to work. And people might think that's my fault. You know, after 1,100 episodes, I tend to think it's Zoom's fault and not mine. But that just might be me (laughs) blaming everyone else. Miss Barnett, please introduce yourself. And thank you for doing my show. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I mean, you know, it's always a tricky one when someone asks you to introduce yourself. Like, what do you do? Do I pull out my resume and just yeah, start, just, start going just make something up? Just I don't even I don't even know. You could technically just lie and be like, I head up NASA. I no, invented the microchip. Okay, never lie, <laughs> uh, especially for us right now. If I was a Democrat, that may be something different. I can lie, get away with it. No one oh, would care. But I'm a conservative, yes. And so you know, we try to be as clear and concise as possible. Most of your audience may know me. I ran last year against Dr. Oz mm-hmm. in the state of Pennsylvania for the U.S. Senate seat. We almost won until our own side, quote unquote, conservatives came out, started lying on me and the campaign and confused a lot of people. But uh, that's that's the latest thing. And now I am the national grassroots director for Vivek Ramaswamy presidential campaign. So I'm a little bit of everywhere traveling um, to different states and uh, trying to present people with an authentic choice. So to pitch to pitch Vivek, because he's he's only a couple years older than me, right? I'm 32. How old is he? He's 37. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's he's light years ahead of me. I'm doing a podcast. He's running for president. I need to I need to get my shit together. But so to pitch it, then how would you propose him compared to? Because as you said, it is often it's not the other side that you're fighting against. It's uh, you get torpedoed by the people on your own quote unquote side, right? They'll they'll kind of stab yeah. you in the back at the last second. Well, that is the 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 um, the mode of operation as of late is that Republicans are spending a tremendous amount of time trying to torpedo other Republicans, right? As if we don't have enough to fight with the Democrats, all the foolish things that they're proposing and how they have fundamentally changed our country. But as if that wasn't enough, we have to always keep our eyes on our own side. And um, it's, it's, it's a very disturbing thing, even as I travel across the nation um, and jumping into different states and just watching. It's not just in your state or my state. It's a little bit of everywhere where we have a tremendous amount of infighting within the Republican Party. But if I had to pitch Vivek, um, you know, uh, this isn't a referendum against any person. You know, sure. one of the things one of the things uh, Vivek says often is that forget about the who, right? We're going to have to pick the who eventually. We're going to have to pick the who come next year in January. Right now, it really should be about the what and the why. What do we believe and why do we believe it, right? It's really hard to pick a who when you don't even when we don't even know who we are as a nation any longer. You ask most people, your age, my age, anything in between, 
what does it mean to be an American? You will get a deer in headlights look because we've forgotten because any and everything flies for what it means to be an American at this point. And so truly, especially in the Republican Party, one of the things I've noticed is that we get real hung up on the who. We find our person, we run into our corners and we start fighting each other like bloods and crips, right? <laughs> like, this is my who, who's your who? And, and, we, and we lose. We, I used to say we, we are about to lose our country. I actually believe we've lost many aspects of our nation right now. And so we're in a very desperate position to try to fight and win portions of our nation back inch by inch by inch. And so let's get over the who right now. We're going to have to figure that out eventually. Right now, these people who are standing up saying they want to represent us, we should hold their feet to the fire and figure out what is their agenda? Who, what do they believe and why do they believe it? I think that if we can get the Republican Party to begin to focus on that and not so much to who, I think we'll be light years ahead of ourselves to actually pick a sustainable person who's able to get not just through the primary, but also through the general election. It does seem almost comically, it would be comical if it wasn't so sad, but we're at yeah. a point where it's, you almost just need someone who's not hell-bent on the engineered collapse of the country, right? I oh. mean, you don't even have to pitch that hard. You just have to not sell off the strategic oil reserve, not print more money, not ship more weapons, and not censor and not open up the borders. I mean, at a certain point, it almost seems like it, it's like a it's like a softball it's like a softball hit, right? It should be. Yeah, it should be pretty simple, right? But you hit on a really you know critical point and it's something that I made throughout my uh, senatorial run last year and it's something that I continue. I saw it as I was traveling across the state of Pennsylvania and I continue to see it now that I'm uh, uh, traveling across the nation. You know, we used to think that it is us against them as Democrats against Republicans. Um, I and then and then towards the end of my race last year I started saying it's us and then those who sit high and look low, right? We call them the uniparty uh, most times mm -hmm. um, on our side of the aisle. But now, you know, I've heard Vivek say it many times, and and I believe it. It is, it is those who love this country versus those who hate this country. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that that is the clear divide. And who would have ever thought? Now, the good news is that, like Vivek myself, I too believe that uh, there are more of us than them. Sure. <laughs> I think what they have is they get magnified by the media and they own or they have control of most of the outlets or platform, whether we're talking about schools or, you know, uh, government, media, corporations. And so it sounds like it's more of them than us. But in actuality, you know, as someone who was on the ground 1,500 miles every single week when I ran for the Senate race, so that means I was in front of a lot of people, a lot of our voters, it's more of us. Uh, but the other side just tends to get magnified. Well, it's one of my favorite memes, and it's, uh, uh, if the situation was hopeless, the propaganda wouldn't be necessary. Ooh, it's not good. That's good. That always cheers me <laughs> up. You, you, there's no need. There's no need to amplify a message if you're not really run. If you're not, if you're not really, you know, running the show, then you wouldn't need a lie like that. You wouldn't need a, you know, censor. You wouldn't need to put those little YouTube labels on. This has been debunked as misinformation. You wouldn't need to do that if you were actually the super majority. Um, 
is there is there an, an well clearly there's an advantage but how much do you think it's gonna i guess shape the next election and that there are now parallels to something like youtube if there's a rumble or if you have you know a twitter that is now relatively neutral is that going to play a major role in uh, their inability to just you know when all the states stop counting at 5 a.m. and, you know, the votes start going in the opposite direction and you ban everyone from misinformation for questioning that. Is that going to play a major role? Yeah, you know, I read not too long ago that 80 percent of our uh, the mode of which we communicate is on social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't know if 80 percent is the number or not, but clearly it feels to me that a tremendous amount of our of the tool that we use to communicate with one another, it happens across social media. So can you imagine if we have parallel mediums that allow people to communicate and to speak to one another? I mean, like, that's a good thing, right? It's only the left or those who hate this country and want to destroy this country who's so hell-bent on controlling uh, what we can say and how that message is relayed to other people. But clearly, I think our nation over the past 200 plus years has proven that when you allow people the ability to communicate and to debate, um, you know, uh, to reasonably debate with one another, that's a good thing for our country. It's not it's not bad. It allows us to be able to vet out bad ideas, crazy ideas, fringe ideas and actually get somewhere to the truth. If nothing else, I think these past, you know, two to three years of COVID and the restrictions and the power play by the other side has proven that if we allow people to to have open debate and conversation, we can get closer to the truth faster. And that's the thing is the truth has no alliance or cognitive bias. The truth just is. It just it's just the thing that. You know, it's the needle in the center of the haystack. And if you have nothing to hide, then you're just going to take the flamethrower to the haystack and you'll find the metal needle at the center. It doesn't... Humans have always been able to do that. And whenever you try to control... Never once... And if I'm wrong, then, you know, and I'm, I'm wrong. But and may, you might be able to challenge me on this. Once in human history... I mean, truly just once in human history has it ever been the good luck to censor. Or to control a narrative. I mean, what what are the things yeah. we think about? Oh, they said the the Earth is round. Oh, yeah, no, we killed that guy. Oh, he said that we revolve around the sun. No, we burned him at the stake. At, at what point? At what point has anyone ever gone? Thank God for government censorship. Has there ever been yeah. one instance in human history? Yeah. Well, listen. This time is different. <laughs> if you ask the left, this time is different because they're in charge, and because they're in charge. You know, everything is going to, you know, change. It, it kind of reminds me of that image, the, the news uh, clip I saw of Pete Buttigieg uh, taking the bike off the back of his truck and putting his helmet on and then paddling it into the middle of reporters to prove that, look, I'm being green. I'm out here exercising. But in fact, he drove there with the bike on the back of the truck, right? Like that's controlling the narrative sure. and it's fake. There's nothing authentic about it. It doesn't reflect how people actually live their lives. We're not riding our little bikes to work. The overwhelming majority of us, we're driving, right? Um, but it serves their ability to try to control not just the narrative, but people. 
to, you know, to pull a Pete Buttigieg, drive up in your um, gas guzzling vehicle and then take the bike off, put your helmet on and then paddle in the middle of reporters who are also glad to to continue to push this false narrative that this is where this is what hip people do. They ride their bikes to work. Um, and whether that is what hip people do or not isn't the point. The point is it doesn't reflect the overwhelming majority of Americans. And so, no, I don't believe that it has ever served the majority, the best interest to have people controlling the narrative and specifically government controlling the narrative. What did Ronald Reagan say? I think it's the, you know, the nine most dangerous work is from I'm the from the government. I don't know. Is that nine <laughs> words? Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. the point is taken. Yeah. No, and it's just, again, it's just regardless, even if it represents the majority of Americans or not, there's just a level of dishonesty there. And ultimately, exactly. it comes down to, I mean, you, you, you cannot know, you only can say with a straight face that the current administration doesn't have a deep disdain for everything that yeah. is America. I mean, you don't. You don't come out three days after uh, a transitioning woman or man or whatever the hell you want to call it, a monster shoots three kids and three adults yeah. and then say trans people are under attack. ice cream cone, right? Yeah, or that. No, he's brain dead. about an ice cream cone. I mean, like, how evil? How evil is that, right? Well, and then not, and, and he didn't just do it once. He did it a couple of times. I think he had a couple of um, uh, press conferences around that. And both times, you know, the second time, the first time he came out, talking about, you know, I like eating ice cream cones. And then the second time he came out talking about, you know, I'm here, um, I'm Joe Biden, I'm Joe Biden's husband, right? I mean, at a very serious time. And then you see the narrative pivot very quickly to, if you say anything about the mentally ill woman who thinks she's a man who shot up three children and three adults, if you clarify the, that point and you put a spotlight on it and say there's something wrong here then you're the bigot you're the racist right you're the evil person to be espunged from our nation um this is you know some very dark times and some very real situ um a very dark times we're living in um these are very serious times there is um there's almost a peace in surrender in that whatever's gonna I was a biology major in college and sometimes you would just go into an OCHEM test and like a piece would just come over you. you'd go I have no idea what this information is I'm gonna try to do well but you know what if I fail it I fail it if I have to retake and there's just you go you're just walking to your death and you're like there's a piece in there there is something in that knowing that you can only shed light on on evil so much before you go if the vast majority of people are good people just intrinsically good humans then good will prevail if when you have them come out three days or two days after a shooting and say trans people are historically under attack that's <laughs> i mean that's evil that's pure hatred that's evil. and what do you do with that i don't um you know uh i would take the opposite stance instead of surrender and allow the peace of that to just <laughs> sure over me, I'm a fighter. No, no. <laughs> I'm ready to fight. And, 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 and I know you are as well. But I mean, I just want to be really clear. Uh, now is not the time to just say, because I do hear a lot of people talk about, you know, um, uh, breaking apart 
um, our nation, um, having a divorce uh, in the nation. Can you imagine the tragedy of that? Because I think these these leftists would invite China over <laughs> immediately, day two, right? So we succeed in day one, day two, they will have China coming in, boots on the ground, and then there we are dealing with that. Um, but I believe now is the time to fight, fight like the Dickens, fight like, you know, I mean, like there is something to be said, remember when I said earlier that I think I used to say we we are lose we are about to lose our country, and now I say we have lost certain aspects, very important aspects of our country. I think coming to that realization, um, you know, it's it, I, I think it brings clarity to the times that we're in right now because if they, because when you're drowning, it is at that point you start fighting for your life. You start swinging, you start, you know, wailing your arms around, you do whatever you need to do to survive. And I think that that's where we are as a nation. And I am hopeful and prayerful that more Americans who love this nation and understand what it is we're about to lose get to that point of desperation. When you have young girls cutting off healthy body parts and those in power applauding that evil and foolishness, that's a problem. When you have young boys castrating themselves, that's a problem, right? And then if you say something about it, they wanna demonize or marginalize you. They wanna expunge you from, you know, from polite society. That's a problem. And I believe it's a problem so much so that we need to become very desperate as a nation to begin to fight for those things. Yeah, well, to clarify for myself, when I meant peace and surrender, I meant more of a, you're walking into a battle and you know you're about to fight to the death and that's where the peace comes. Yes. And you go, hey man, this is, this is right, because... Even growing up, right, you know, you're 16, 18, 20, you know, it, it's kind of easy to go, ah, politics, you're in college, you're worried about dating or going to the bar. Yeah. But, I mean, we are at a point where it's no longer like these luxury issues of, I think tax should be this, or I think there should be a new bridge here. I mean, it's coming to the front door. It's it's chop your genitals off to be stunning and brave, or you're Whoa. a bigot. Like, it's, I mean... Mm. I mean, I God forbid I, that is just evil. It it's, it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart uh, when I think about how we have just you know we're no longer protecting some of the most vulnerable people. I don't know if you saw uh, the Dalai Lama come out apologizing. Yeah, like kissing that really kid's test. tongue. Like I mean, I can't even. I mean, every time I get ready to, every time I think about what he's apologizing for my stomach turns it's... right our children are just vulnerable right now where they should be safe in schools where they should be safe you know uh in front of religious leaders <laughs> they're not so much and um or, or or even feeling safe with their doctors right or even feeling safe with um you know with with their psychologists or psychiatrists they're not they're being preyed upon and that, I mean, that's that's a very dangerous, slippery slope that we find ourselves on in this country. Well, right there's the there's the sin or the you know crime of commission, which is doing something, and then there's the sin or the crime of omission, which is knowingly doing nothing. And 
I'm 32. You know, I can do whatever I want. If I want to go get a face tattoo, I can do that. If I want to transition, I can do that. Th- those are my mistakes or or whatever to make, right? I'm an adult. Yeah. And that yeah. that's fine. And if you if one of your close friends is doing something crazy, you know, you might talk to me like, "Hey, you know, bro, what's going on here, man?" But for the most part, you see an adult doing something, you go, "That's that's there they are here on earth. They have their own free will by God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. That's fine." But there is something going after children even me i don't have children i'm not married but even me there's like a deep primitive your dna is almost beckoning going this isn't it's like when you see like the nerdy kid getting picked on in school and you know that it's not the popular opinion but you go up and you go hey 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 knock it off there's something evil's going on and it is on all of our shoulders if we just watch the perversion of innocence unfold in front of us, that is, there's no forgiveness for that. And that is on all of us. And even if you don't want to be involved and I'm not interested in politics, Hey man, they're coming after kids. And if you're not willing to stand up for that, then you don't, you don't deserve anything. I mean, kind of like what you said earlier, that they are coming through our front door, whoever that they sure are is right uh they are coming through our front door they're not you know uh, they're not tolerant they're not kind if you disagree with them they look at someone like me who's clearly a black woman and then tell me you're not black because you're not having black thoughts what is the definition of a woman kathy you you bigot what is the definition of a woman okay exactly i love it because i am a woman i am not confused and i and i do not go around pretending i'm confused i do not allow myself to play mental gymnastics with my mind to contort myself so that others can feel comfortable while i'm lying to my own self right And, and when we used to i used to have these conversations with people all the time before it became truly mainstream of just, you know, people like you and I, we can clearly, you know, like we can pretend to be, to be uh, polite and, you know, and, and be nice to people. And if a man wants us to call him a her, then we can play along and, and pretend and, sure. and, you know, and be, and be polite, you know, um, but I used to say to people, you know, you and I as adults, we can play that game. But what about, and this is probably 10 years ago, again, before this became mainstream, I used to say, but what about our young children, right? right? We're teaching them at a very early age that you cannot trust yourself, that you cannot trust your eyes. Your eyes and everything about you is telling you that when you look at me, you're clearly looking at a woman, but I'm going to teach you that you can't trust yourself. You can't trust your own eyes, right? You have to wait until I tell you who I am. And then I'm going to force you to go against everything that is inside of you to play along with my game because it makes me feel better, right? Regardless of what it, of, of how it makes you feel, shut up, sit down. You're a bigot and <laughs> just do as I tell you to do. <laughs> like that's essentially what they're saying. And I said, now imagine taking those little minds 
and teaching them on a daily basis, you can't trust yourself. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust yourself. Wait until someone tells you what to think. Wait, even on some of the most basic thing, like you're a boy and this is a girl, right? Oh, even on the basic thing. I said, now imagine when those little children grow up and become your next senator, mm -hmm. your next representative, your banker, your accountant, your doctor, and now they can no longer trust themselves but instead they have to wait until someone tells them what to think or how to feel. Now this again, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm ahead of my times. <laughs> I was saying this when it wasn't popular then. I'm saying it today, but I'm saying it with, a, with, with even more uh, fervor because now it's not in theory any longer. Mm -hmm. We're literally teaching our children that they can be cats and dogs if they so desire. They're walking into classrooms saying meow, and we're forcing teachers and other students to play along with those games because somehow if I affirm that stupidity or that mental illness, then I'm going to help them in the future. We're not. We're not, we're not helping them, we're hurting them. And not just hurting them and individuals, we're hurting the larger society as well that is predicated on just knowing some basic things like Kathy Barnett is a woman and not because she feels like a woman, but because she actually is a woman, right? And so we need to get back, uh, you know, we need to begin to be bold. I mean, who would have ever thought me saying I'm a woman would be me being bold and courageous, but we need to do that. We need to find our back, our, our spine, get our head out of the sand and recognize that they're not, they're not knocking on your door any longer. They are literally passing laws that will allow them to be able to take their, your children away from you if you don't want to play along or if you want to have a conversation with your child and really dig deep and understand root causes of some of the mental illnesses that's going on in our country today. And it, it shouldn't be a bold or risque take to say that there are two people on this podcast. One of them is a black woman. <laughs> the other is a white man. But that is, that's a controversial, right? We, I'd, we don't, I'd almost have to, you know, in polite society, you'd almost have to have like everyone's consent to say that. But that is absurd. Well, yeah. You, uh, well, you know, I mean, in our society, they would love for you to just focus on the fact that I'm black. Yeah. What about the, yeah. What I'm about the content up. of your character? You're white. You're white and you're an oppressor, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, in, in today's society, that's the beginning and the end of most conversations, yeah, right? Like the they end. don't want to talk about anything else about the character, about the content of our characters individually, you know, where we've come from, what we've done to, you know, to be able to build a life for ourselves. Uh, they don't want us to have any of those conversations, right? So the fact that I can walk into a room and say, no one, you know, nothing has really been handed to me. I've had to work very, very hard to get to where I am today. And I paid attention. I kept my nose clean. I waited to be married before having children. And this is how I was able to claw my way out of dire poverty. It's not rocket science, but it does take a certain level of discipline and determination in order to do that. Right. I grew up on a pig farm. I grew up. 
um, in a home with no insulation, no running water, an outhouse in the back and a well on the side. When I say we were poor, we couldn't afford the other O. We were just po. And yet no <laughs> one in that situation ever looked at me and said, Kathy, you're black, you're a woman, you're poor. All the eyes are against you. I don't remember anyone looking at me as a child telling me that. Instead, I saw them waking up early, going to bed late. I saw them working hard for their family. I saw them not only provide for their family, but provide for our community. I saw that. I saw where I can come from the top of the hill, and by the time I made it down to the bottom, everyone had stopped and told my grandmother if I was a good girl or not, right? Uh, we, we, um, we had expectations that were placed on us to behave a certain way in society. And today it's just a free for all, right? And so, I mean, that is where we find ourselves. It, you know, I mean, I grew up very in very challenging circumstances and I did not see myself as a victim then. I still do not see myself as a victim. I'm raising, you know, I'm a black woman married to a black man raising black children and we are not victims <laughs> and we are doing very well for ourselves by the grace of God and a tremendous amount of hard work and networking and all of those particular things that I mentioned before, those are the lessons that we should be teaching uh, little black girls, little white boys and everyone in between who find themselves in a not so privileged position, but who have it within themselves to want to achieve more and do more, get an education, learn to get a job, learn to keep a job, wait to get married before you start having children. It's not rocket science, but we have to have the courage again to be able to stand up and say those things when are you running for office again i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting, <laughs> right now, I'm getting psyched I am all up about <laughs> right now i'm all about team vivek i am i am so encouraged uh, with him and his message and his clarity and his focus of not only pointing out the problem, because, you know, Republicans, we're real good about pointing out the problem. <laughs> we can spend all day and night pointing out problems, but he goes beyond that and he actually has solutions. Um, I have his book right here mm -hmm. on my desk, Woke Inc. I've never seen anyone with so much clarity not just point out the problem and how we got here, but to also begin to address the uh, the solutions as well. So much so you have some of the other contenders who are running for president and those who are likely to run for president, quoting him, mm. doing the things that he says that we should and should not be doing, right? I'm looking for that. I'm looking for a leader. I'm looking for someone who will say the quiet parts out loud. We saw that it, with Donald Trump in mm -hmm. 2016. Now, I believe we're seeing that once again with Vivek. Yeah, and there's a, it's not, that's not even necessarily a Republican thing so much as it's, it's a human thing. And I point that out all the time. It's so easy to point out what's wrong in the world. That, that's not yeah. that's not the hard part, man. I mean, you can look in the mirror and be like, I'm too fat. I'm not paying my bills. My apartment's dirty. It's like, congratulations. What are you going to do about it? Uh, well, yeah, you got to wake up early, go to the gym. You got to stop eating. Yeah, it's not fun. That's the hard part. But discipline. That, yeah, that's the part you have to do. And and to 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 pivot back to the what you said earlier, and I think it's an important thing is as adults, we can choose to be kind to each other, right? You and I could be talking beforehand and you could say, uh, Tommy, I identify as a black man and I want you to call me Kevin. And I don't have to, but, you know, you're coming on my show. We're being cordial. I could be like, sure, I'll, you know, whatever. That's my choice and I can do that and that's fine. 
When you start imposing that on a child, okay, well, that's another thing. Again, it's the perversion of innocence, which is just evil incarnate. But it goes from almost meme quality of, oh, we're saying kids are allowed to be cats and dogs now, to, well, how far does this go? To what is consent? What is age? How far does that go? How far does that go? Well, why not? Why, why not? Why, how come love can't just be love? Well, they don't identify as a young child. They identify as an old soul. Well, how far does this go until it's just call it mm. what it is, adults why raping not? children? That's what it will be. Why not? We're going to walk why out not? there. Five years ago, tell me where we, we are where we are now, and you'd say you're high. Well, then where are we in 2028? Yeah, little girls cutting off healthy breasts. Yeah. That's where we are. And people applauding that as courage. Yeah, and we will be at a point where we will look back at that and say, those were the good old days when it was just chopping off genitals. This is where this is going. And again, it's it's at your front door. It's You no longer can ignore it and be like, yeah, well, you know, it's whatever. It, it's not- It's those people. It's not me. It doesn't impact me. No, you're it's, right. It's no longer over there. It's not something like the Super Bowl where it's, did you see the halftime show? Nah, man, I don't care. Like that's, that's okay. It's here yeah. and you can't turn a blind eye. And if you do, it's, I'm with you, man. I wish I could stick my head in the sand. I don't want to do this. I'm 32. I started this podcast thing. I was going to be, I was going to have a, I started the podcast December 12th, 2019, the day COVID hit the United States. I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, I I just wanted to talk to cool people. I didn't know I was going to get banned from YouTube for interviewing Dr. Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. I had no idea that was going to happen. But it's here. It's in front of us. And Ultimately, the truth doesn't care. The truth will just be what it is. I mean, I've had on here before uh, Dr. Patrick Moore, who uh, who co-founded Greenpeace. He has gone in so far in the opposite direction. This guy's a scientist. You first talk to him, you're like, there, there couldn't be more of a hippie than this guy. And he'll sit on here for two hours and tell you why it is nothing but a cynical money grab and a, and a control of power to, to force people to use things that they don't want to use and to shut down energy production. These are all things where it's just the truth just is the truth. And anyone that wants to block it or to ban it or to belittle you for pointing it out does not have any good intentions in mind. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for words. Sorry. No, I, you know, I, I, if, if we weren't on a podcast, I would be amening you, right? But when you do that on a podcast, it's, it's almost you like I'm, I'm cares? out. I want to interrupt you. No, who cares? But you're, absolutely, I mean, care. <laughs> but you're absolutely correct. I mean, you know, so we have, so again, this takes me back to where we started earlier when you asked me to give my elevator pitch for Vivek. And I guess as we're getting ready to- Oh, uh, you've won me out, over. Yeah, you've won me over. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so let me just start. So let me close out where sure. we started, right? And that is the who will come. Stop acting like little bloods and crips trying to fight over your person, right? Um, fight over this nation. Mm. Our country is bigger than any individual. Our person, our, our country is bigger than me, you, Trump, dissent. It doesn't matter. We're about to lose the greatest nation that has ever existed. And I say that full throated <laughs> uh, with some, you know, studying some history uh, to, you know, to point to those civilization that has come and gone before us. This is the greatest nation. And there's no guarantee that our nation is going to continue on for another 200 plus years. Right. It seems real ominous right now. Vivek often says, you know, you know, we could just be a nation and and 
in in its adolescence, right? So we could just be dealing with pimples sure. right now, you know, blemishes, right? And, and and we'll get over it and we'll continue on. But I do believe that we are skirting with some really dangerous uh, situations right now. When you see um, what the uh, very liberal uh, George Soros-backed district attorney Alvin Braggs mm-hmm. is doing to Donald Trump, that should stand the hair on all on the back of all of our necks right now because this is not about Donald Trump. I heard Nancy Pelosi say, "Oh, what's happening to Donald Trump proves no one is above the law." No, what this really proves is that a very elite group of people in our nation can now single people out that mm-hmm. they don't like. That they can wake up on the wrong side of the bed and say, "I just want to destroy you." Right? And they have the ability to do it. Is that really who we are? Because this sounds a whole lot like Germany, Nazi Germany. This sounds a whole lot like the uh, Communist Party of China right now. Some of the stories we hear coming out of that sounds a whole lot like um, um, uh, uh, Kim Jong-un. It sounds a whole lot like what goes on in those countries, Mm -hmm. right? But now we're watching it happening right here. And we have Republicans who have a position of power sitting around biting their nails like, oh, I wonder how this is going to work out, how this is going to end. It's a travesty where we find ourselves today. And so we really do need I've always I've always believed for some time now that our help is not going to come from the top down. Our help is going to come from the people up. Um, That's the reason why Vivek has me on his team um, as the national grassroots director is because I understand the power of the people uh, when people begin to wake up and figure out uh, and and and. When they wake up and when they're given the necessary tools to begin to fight for themselves and their family and how they want to live their lives, that becomes a very powerful equation. And so to that end, I'm very excited for what it is that we have in store. And I'm more excited for when you run again. I'm 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 psyched. I'm psyched <laughs> up for you. I'm on your team now. But th- th- there is an importance of what you pointed out. And it's America in the idea for all of its flaws. And there are many the idea of self-rule and not only that but on a landmass just tactically separated from the rest of the rest of the world by two oceans and then once you get across those oceans two mountain ranges and within those mountain ranges millennia of resources and then that's the place where self-governance rules you're never getting that that that's that's you're playing slots and you just got you know 10 you just got 10 leprechauns in a row like you're not getting that. You don't win the lottery and go, oh, man, next time I win it. What do you mean next time you won it? You, you hit the let lottery. Let me enjoy this. Yeah. Let me protect this. Yeah. Let me, you know, let me go get wise leaders, wise financial leaders to help me to, yeah. you know, to not, to not just spend it <laughs> yeah. all and yeah. waste it. You don't go, man, I'm, I'm going to blow this 50 million. But when I win it again, no, 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 no. Oh, there's the girl in my dreams. Yeah. When I find the next one, huh? What? No, yeah, exactly. It's... Okay, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So everyone, Vivek, <laughs> Vivek Ramiswamy for twenty twenty four president. Uh, he is he is that fifty million dollars that you just won yes. that we just lucked up on. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not waste it. Let's not waste an opportunity to actually have. Again, we will figure out the who, mm-hmm. but right now, let's begin to force every single person who is running for president to come out as clearly as Vivek has and saying, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. These are not just a problem because it does take courage today 
to point out the real problems, right? So it takes courage to say that what happened in Nashville was a mentally ill person who walked into that school and to the church and killed those people. That takes courage. And I haven't seen a whole lot of those, even on the Republican side who are running for office, come out and say it quickly and say it with so much courage, right? Say it without waiting for a poll. Say it without waiting for, yeah. um, you know, the momentum to move your direction. And now you have a swarm of people around you giving you some liquid courage. But instead, say it when it's not convenient to say it. That is what we should be looking for in a leader, because I believe that is the kind of person it's going to take to sit across the table from Xi Jinping and say, no more. Yeah. <laughs> No more taking advantage of our nation, right? I think that is a kind of person. So I think these are some of the litmus tests of watching these people who say that they want to represent our nation. What are they saying? What kind of courage are they um, putting forth? Are they saying things that need to be said even when it's not convenient, even before they take polls that tell them this is where the pendulum has swung, mm -hmm. but they're standing on first principles and conviction. So allow that to be the rubrics that we use as we move over the next nine, 10 months of getting to a point where we say January of next year of 2024, as a Republican, I'm going to pull the lever for this person. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, don't wait until it's convenient. Understand that they hate you no matter what. So just stand your ground and say, <laughs> there's no appeasing them. And, and second of all, and, you know, a lot of people hate Donald Trump, and that's fine. That's your freedom as an adult. Understand if they can, if they can just raid the home of a billionaire ex-president. What does that mean for you? I okay. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to like them. Billionaire. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait to find out because exactly. that's exactly where this is going, right? I mean, you stick your head up and say, no, I don't want you. I don't want my, I don't know, my 10-year-old daughter uh, being uh, given away to a 45-year-old man. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. And then they say, you know what? We're going to take, we're going to now use, mm -hmm. the. Uh, we're going to weaponize the, the, um, the justice system to come after you because you're not doing groupthink. You're not mm -hmm. saying what you should say. We've already had Ayanna Presley say that we no longer need brown faces and black vo and black uh, faces speaking if they don't have brown voices. Something to that what? degree. But Big does a much better job in quoting her. I try not to listen to her if I don't have to. But just think about that. That if you're no longer, you know, she doesn't want brown faces. I have a brown face. She no longer wants brown faces speaking unless they're speaking with a brown voice. So apparently I don't have a brown voice, which means I'm not a brown person or a black person any longer, according to her definition. Now, what if they get so bold to now say, we're going to now weaponize the justice system to round up all of these brown faces and black faces that don't have black and brown voices because we because they're because they're dangerous mm -hmm. to the nation whatever you know what whatever narrative they will push forward that's where we are and yeah they don't even have to go that far they just they'll just say you're a white man <laughs> they don't even have to say or a yeah. white straight man yeah yeah that's yeah, that's me trust me i know i'm I, yeah i'm 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 walking on thin ice being a, a white straight man. I with, know, with right? Blue you got eyes. all kind of negatives against you right now, according to the left. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm I'm gonna I, I I take it in stride. But thank you so much for coming on. That was awesome. I that I'm legitimately excited. That got me psyched up. I'm I'm ready to go. 
I'm I I want you to run again. I'm kind of forget Vivek. I'm I'm kidding. I'm, you've got no, for him. No, I'm, I'm waiting for you. No, nah, I'm I'm kidding. I'm waiting for you to run again. That was awesome. You 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 got it. I like it. Um, and then thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. And in the description, guys, please go follow her on Twitter. And the link to your book is also in the description. So, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on here. I would love to have you on again. That was yeah. you're, you're legitimately a cool person. Thank you so much well, for your time. I will agree with you on that. I am cool. So uh -huh. I'm going to tell I'm gonna let my kids listen to this when I'm done. Look, someone yeah. thinks mommy's cool. But also go to Vivek2024.com and find out more about him. You can also go on Twitter, Vivek uh, R. Ramiswamy. Just, just put in Vivek, V-I-V-E-K, <laughs> and then uh, go there and find out more about him. Thank you so much. You... You're badass. You can tell your kids that in the future. Be like, look, it, uh, he, he, she, he said I'm badass. You have it on video now. There, there, there's your proof. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on here. You are you're an inspiration. You are a you're a that was awesome. I genuinely mean that. Thank you. So guys, Thank you so much. please go follow her on Twitter. Go grab her book. Go support. Thank you so much, Kathy. Till next time. Recording stopped. Stay safe, everybody. Much love. Peace.